We are here living the authentic life at Memorial Antiques and Interiors, and we are reconnecting with an amazing woman who's so authentic, Thank Natalia you. Reese. Good morning. And she owns an incredible company, founded, created, <laughs> evolved the impeccable find. You're a platform online. You have had a website for years. You've helped other people with their brands. And now you have a space to show your incredible taste oh, and curation. You. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a great journey. So you're here in Memorial Antiques and Interiors. We're here in Houston, Texas. And this, I think, is such an incredible place where so many people come together in collaboration. And we were just talking earlier with friends that we know. Houston's an incredible city to connect, collaborate. How did you decide that this is where you wanted your business to go? Well, I, I, I call this my COVID baby. Um, they were so nice to reach out to me during COVID and ask me, um, they wanted some local people to come shed some light and gain exposure for them. So they asked me to do their window. And um, in the midst of it, I was moving twice during COVID. Um, our house sold really quickly and our new house wasn't ready. So we ended up in a high rise. So um, during that fun, I mean, I, I wanted to do interior design and, and have been collecting antiques for about 20 years. So when they asked me, it just felt like, of course, I didn't even hesitate um, until probably I got there. I was like, okay, God, this is a little bit more serious. But anyways, um, make a long story short, after we did the window, they were really pleased and I actually came back and did another window. Um, I asked them, I said, look, I'm moving. I have a bunch of things that I'd love to get rid of. Um, you know, would you allow me to sell some items? And then they said, why don't you get a space? And I was like, I've never done this before. Mm -hmm. Everybody here is so seasoned. Um, really professional, um, has a great tenure with um, antiques in general, so I just felt a little bit intimidated, but it, it was, everybody's been so kind, so nice, and it's been a natural fit. So, and the ladies um, that all help us, including my friend Leslie over here, um, just amazing, amazing people here. So, it's been a very communal, uh, supportive, and nobody's I don't know, everybody's just happy to help and uh, be of assistance. It's, it's been a great environment. So. so there is such a sense of community here. Absolutely. And people reaching out and it's not about, oh, I don't want someone to buy from you. It's this everybody building everyone up. Right. Uh, I do want to talk about, I mean, you help businesses and people understand like who they are as their brand right. and really follow that. And you have this great outline that I work with you to really dive in and ask myself questions, which was such a catalyst actually for me and the TED talk I'm writing oh, and the way that amazing. I'm, I'm glad researching. To hear that. Because it makes you, when you stop and think about what your purpose is. And I, I think so many people had COVID babies. Right, like, right. Finally, we had a chance to stop. Yes. And not the disease of being busy kind of finally dissipated. We were stuck feeling things and seeing things and being, okay, what, is, what do I really want to do today? I have so much time. And yes. how did that and what? Um, and you evolve? dreamed, if I had an extra day, what would I do? Like we had that this week with I know. The, the storm. We had an extra day almost 
which then you get it and you're like, oh, what do I do with my time? I'm going to sit and watch Netflix well, all day. Well, again, our society is so geared on being busy that it's so awkward for us to even sit idle. Even if we're idle, what are we doing? We're watching TV, we're doing this. So it's all this stimulation that we're not even listening to what's important to us. Um, so I, I think it was a real, as many people say, COVID was a reset. Um, and, and just re, you realign and go, what's important? And I, um, I've, I'm always posting on our stories these finds and quotes I got. But today, I kept reading about pain for a purpose. And I think that that was part of it. It's mm. like when you finally stop and you say, okay, and it, it's exciting to move houses, but it's painful. And you're going through all your stuff and you're reliving all of that. Yes. And then you're getting rid of and deciding what you need to keep. So um, that's kind of like, uh, as fashion girls, what we do with our business. Like right. we are there as people are editing. And I left earlier, we went to your amazing booth and looked at your pieces and you have everything from neoclassical to mid-century modern to from paintings to things. And I could look around and go, okay, that looks like Ralph Lauren. That looks like Hermes. That looks like Gucci. Right. And we're all influenced and inspired by so many. I mean. There's so many things that are not our own, um, yet we take it and collaborate it or accumulate it and um, make it our own, but it's all, we're all influenced by so many other people like Ralph Lauren, Hermes. I mean, it just you know goes into our interiors, it goes into our home, uh, I mean, our fashion. It's just amazing how we're all influenced and we don't even realize it. I mean, how many times do you, like, subtly will see lilac, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm loving lilac right now. Well, it's, we're being conditioned to like lilac, right? Because that's the Pantone colors. Yes. You know, oh, example. Well, kind of like there was a quote, and I should know it, in the Devil Wears Prada, yes. when Meryl Streep says yes. to Andy, oh, I love oh, you think you, that this, this is color the... is by accident? This color has been chosen, and right. it has shown up on the couture lines, and then it's gone down to whatever right. insulting thing oh, she I said about it. She's like, sweater. you think this is beneath you, and, and oh, I, that was so, so timeless. I love that movie. Yes, because, and the other thing I think it shows is the hard work that goes into it. And that's what I found with so many people that I meet with. And I'm trying to just find success for me as I'm getting older. I thought success would be about the house I lived in or the car I drove or the handbag I carried, although I love a great handbag. (laughs) And what I found is success really is about finding a balance in life and being more comfortable in your skin. And interestingly, I was happier at my 50th birthday than I was at my 30th birthday and um, you so you evolved into this you always loved design but you stuck with it all these years learning going doing without it being financial and I think these kids get out of college and they're like I want to be an interior designer well and and going back to my original story why I started my blog five years ago was on the year anniversary of my heart attack and so I think without having that as a catalyst or some sort of life event that goes okay this is your one life do you want to be sitting in an office for 20 years doing finance which you really don't like um, but it pays the bills and it, it you know and now the difference is I jump out of bed every morning. Yes. When I was working there, I mean, God love them. I love my family <laughs> no at, my yes. old, at my old job. Um, but that wasn't my true passion. It's something I had, you know, um, 
learned to improvise to, to make money, right? It wasn't my true passion because so much back in our day, we were told being a creative and an artist, you don't make any money. It won't yes. pay the bills, right? I and, heard and that, that was my, so my passion since I was little and I always fought it. And it's funny how you'll just end up going back to it um, and, and allow yourself to be more instinctual. And my whole journey since I've started my blog, I know people think that I've been very intentional and I haven't. It's been extremely authentic and meaning organic is probably the better word. Mm -hmm. Everything has just happened. And I felt everything and allowed inertia to, to come with it. And then, you know, there might be times where I'm like teetering, should I do this? God send me a sign, something, you know, and it's been that um, organic. I mean, it hasn't been um, as methodical as, as one might think. So. And you followed your passion. Mm -hmm. You followed what you love to do because when you love to do something so much, then it's not work. Right. It's not like we're forcing ourselves to look at fashion and interiors. And yes, I had that exact same experience. My father told me, you need to have a job where you can go in and make money and take care of yourself. Right. Not, and fashion is a whim. But he kind of fueled that by buying me these Gucci bags <laughs> when he would go to Italy on shopping trips. So I would be at Wieners with my mom, shopping Wieners. on the, um, the discounted rack with my one Gucci bag as my accessory. So let's talk about fashion and style because you are incredible and you like me, like a good deal. You like to buy things that have value. Right. So how do you decide, because we have a lot of things we want. Yes. So I, I, I think, you know, interiors and fashion really align, and my principles with that are still very much in line. Um, so, for example, all the accessories, and I spend a lot of money on. Um, the reason okay. being multiple reasons. Um, I mean, we're women. Um, we fluctuate in weight, right? But with oh, girl, we asked, I was, you asked, what are you wearing today? And by the way, I'm wearing Hunter Bell. And I said, if it still fits me, because oh. I've been eating my way through these last few stressful Same weeks. here. I think I've gained about five or 10 pounds with my grandfather this past month. But anyways, is that um, they never disappoint. Uh, they yes, always fit. They always uh, work. And they always elevate a look. And the same with interiors, whether it's lighting, um, your, your lamps, your rugs, your pillows, you can change your whole scheme just based on the accessories. And the same with your clothes. You can shop at Zara, you can shop at H&M, whatever. My only thing with fast fashion is that when I do buy fast fashion, which I try not to, especially after seeing um, that show, that movie, uh, The True Cost on Netflix. Oh, oh my God, it's it really jarring. But anyways, um, so when I go to Zara, I'm very like, thoughtful in the mm -hmm. sense like I'm gonna wear this a lot it's not mm -hmm. gonna be trendy based that I just wear it one time and, and be done with it so but back to being um, with accessories elevating those looks right so we always have great shoes um, the shoes and hair like I think those two things just finish the look if you don't have one or the other and the handbags right yes um, well I had a rough morning this morning so I decided that I could either dress like Kim Kardashian at the Met and wear all black oh and gosh. cover my face. Well, I'm glad you didn't because I'd be scared. <laughs> or go get my hair done because maybe everyone would be looking at my hair oh, instead of looking at the bags under my eyes. 
But I think that's what's so real too is that we're all like, okay, this is real life. I mean, that, that's another great evolution with COVID is maybe we're not all having to fake it as much. Right. And um, that we can be authentic, that we can, and we can be purposeful in our choices of what we're buying. I too love Zara. I mean, I had a Zara haul the beginning of the season with jackets because I thought if I add so a Chanel brooch yes. to a Zara jacket, I can wear this thing 10 times throughout the season. And then I like supporting local people. Um, exactly. I bought a, a lot of great pieces from a company called Enquan Studio and they're local designers and they had a big sale. So I think that people are concerned about value and I think buying pre-owned, whether it's antiques, Yes, and I There's kind of live that that way all, all across. And honestly, when I started the Impeccable Find, my premise was to do antiques. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny that I decided not to, and I was more about featuring local, which I, because those are two things that I love. I love antiques yes. and I love supporting local. Mm -hmm. um, all my family is self, you know, um, entrepreneurs, self-employed, so I, I understood the background of how hard it is and how just a, um, someone's voice or, or um, you know, word of mouth was so valuable. So um, it was just a great catalyst and a wonderful way to connect with so many people in the community. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just can't tell you how many amazing friendships I've gained just by having that connection on Instagram. It's amazing because we're all very like-minded. It's, it's all very positive, tons of creatives, and it's really, you know, people supporting people or women supporting women, however you want to look at it. But it, it is an amazing vehicle. So let's talk about the scarab on your yes. dress because I thought that was so meaningful. Well, this uh, beautiful dress is by Anne Mashburn and this silhouette, whenever she puts it out, whether it's in like a boiled wool or the silk, um, I buy it every time. Um, and the great thing about this piece is that it has pockets, but this, it's reverse. I mean, um, you can wear it either way. So like I could put the bow in the back, have my hair up, and it's just a totally different look. Um, so. The scarab, I don't know why, when I've, I have this thing where I have a lot, when I have dreams, the scarab uh -huh. always comes in my dream. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a bug. It scares me, right? <laughs> yeah. So I started researching the scarab and the meaning of the scarab is luck, uh -huh. wisdom, and resurrection. And I thought, oh my God, oh, that's wow. so perfect because um, I find shopping for antiques is luck. And it's resurrection, right? It's resurrecting Bring a piece it, that yes. still has so much vitality left and if not better constructed than before. And it has all this history with it. Um, you know, I wish that they had, uh, the pieces had like their, you know, passport with them. Like, where has it been? I mean, it's just so fascinating. Um, and there's so many reasons why certain pieces were made a certain mm -hmm. way to have functionality and we're, we're using it more as decor. So. Um, I think it's also a great reminder of how we've evolved as a society and how complicated their lives were versus how simplistic our lives are now. Um, whether that's, you know, washing clothes and those, I mean, it's just amazing how things have evolved. Um, and to think how, I mean, going to Europe and other, these other places, how their architecture lasts and we're here and a building lasts 20 years and that's considered a long time, right? Um, so I just love the history, um, especially traveling and um, being able to bring that back into your space. It just feels warm. 
And speaking about architecture, I have been so intrigued by, I walked into your booth and you had these great images. Um, is it the period neoclassical? Neocla I mean, they were mm -hmm. uh, architectural renderings, so. And um, this year, Louis Vuitton did a collaboration with a company, Fornicetti, and they did these amazing, can you hand it to me, Danette? So this is like a new collection from oh, Louis wow. Vuitton. Oh my gosh. Isn't that incredible? Beautiful. So you're bringing like all these incredible brands right. are bringing in like architecture. Oh, that's lovely. Into style. So it's almost like you could put this bag out on your counter in your house. Right. Like in my closet, I feature some of my shoes because I feel They're like a piece my of shoes. Art. Yes, absolutely. And I can't wear high heels very long anymore. It's mostly <laughs> just for a picture. Right. There, we can put that down. That is gorgeous. Way. I love that. But um, so tell us um, about like, do you have key things? You just moved into a new house. Was yes. there? one coveted item that you always wanted for your home that you feel like you've bought or are you waiting to buy oh god are there things that I, you have for your wardrobe that you're coveting are you waiting for a big birthday well i i think my problem is is that i'm always inspired and i'm always visually stimulated so i don't think the the there's an end in sight <laughs> um, me too i know I, I can't say i mean that covet list grows um, and then I try to be more mindful um, and curtail it and but it, it's it's constant I can't say one way or the other um, as far as our things in our house it's, it's funny because I thought I'd have more attachment to yes. doing this um, this business and that um, but you know everything has its phase everything has its time and, and I'm ready to let it go um, it's kind of like I, I, my grandfather was telling me, he's like, you know, nobody owns property. You're just taking care of it. You're just a steward, right? So it's like, okay, I've used this piece. Now it's time to, for it to move on and make someone else happy, right? So um, with our new house, um, it's funny how it's a bigger space, but it's required less furniture. Um, so I've done a lot of editing. So I really look at, it's almost like the, the book or the cliche of like, you know, does this bring you joy? Um, and I've really looked at each piece in that, in that light and, um, you know, really edited, edited a ton of things that was not working or um, just to see how I was living in the space. And uh, we have an amazing um, in-house in uh, designer, Oscar, and he came by and helped me as well. And he's like, you know, you don't have to have it perfect right now. He's like, live in the space and see how you use this space. I love that advice. I know. I thought that it's was such solid so advice. True. And I thought, you know, I am a perfectionist to a fault. And mm -hmm. I think I've been here two months, so it should look like I've lived here for two years. And that's not the case. So I've started to let the house speak to me a little bit more without sounding like a total weirdo. But um, it's been great. And seeing how we use the space. Um, and it's funny how, how when I rearranged the furniture, how the kids were migrating to that area and how, mm -hmm. you know, um, and also envisioning like, what do you want to attract or what do you want this room to be? Um, and also with our clothes, like how do we want to come off across, you know, um, first impressions without it being materialistic. It is an impression like, do you want to look put together, polished, um, approachable? There's so many different ways to look at that as well, right? It says so much about and there, you. Yeah, there's so many things to say in response to that. So I um, used to um, 
feel almost guilty that I was a material girl, that I was what, you know, back in the day, Madonna, material girl right. living in a material world. And now I've come to feel that the pieces that I wear and the, the pieces that I have in my home are about artistically creating emotion. Mm -hmm. And we just had this conversation with Bella the other day because she's having a hard time as a freshman in high school and finding her group. And we said, you know, if you walk through a room with a smile on your face, people are going to receive you differently as if you'd been not looking them in the eye. Right. And I feel it's that way with clothes and with when I, Danette and I always dress up when we have a bad day, like we're going to wear something <laughs> Fake happy. it till you make it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that's when I'm not authentic, when right. I'm faking it till yes. I'm making it. So that is the but absolute that, but that truth. Is, that's authentic in the sense that is real life. Because you know? you're choosing what your brain thinks. Right. You're choosing Right. what your day is and I think that clothes accessories your environment can create emotion right oh it, absolutely absolutely I mean we're so um, like restaurants use red because it stimulates uh, hunger I mean there's so much we're thought. doing a live podcast that's all right. See, we are actually live here, folks. Someone <laughs> walked in our set. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> um, I don't even know what I was saying. I lost my train of thought. I know. It's all right. Um, no, about um, the space and oh, how it makes you feel. I know what I wanted to touch on is I think the most intimate thing that you can have with any person is to to be in their home. I think it, it's very revealing. You you really, Your home should reflect you. And a lot of it is things that are important, whether they're collected or have monetary value or have that meaning of value, um, you know, mm -hmm. of a memory. Um, and I also think looking at people's books on their bookshelves is so revealing. Yes. So revealing. Um, so I just think it's so fascinating to go into someone's home and just see a window of who they are, what, what's important to them, and how they want to live their life. Do they, are they things more formal, more relaxed, more inviting? Um, is the kitchen a big premise in their home? There's just so many different ways to look at it. Um, and I love that. I, um, we recently um, moved things around in our house so that we could create more space for Bella in high school to have oh, friends over. Oh, wow, a private because, space. Yes, yeah, so we didn't want boys in her room and we wanted to create more spaces in the house or even that Rob and I could go to to give her the downstairs right. because we feel like if kids are at our house, then we have... And, and in doing so, I got rid of so many things, and it does feel so cleansing. So cleansing. And I'm really about the light coming in and how much space you can feel, and it's changed. I created a room with um, Louis Vuitton trunks and with orange mm. walls, and so I put all these how things fun. that had meaning to me, and I think that I can be there and I can feel more creative. So I mm. encourage people, to think of those different ways that you could make an impact. And then this whole situation of you can sell what you're not using right. and then buy other things and not have the guilt of mm -hmm. feeling that you've added to the world's uh, things to be discarded. Right, you're right. You're actually just using them and paying Recycling forward. or upcycling. Yes. Absolutely. So um, family is a big part of your life and mm -hmm. connecting with other women. Yes. You have done an amazing job of helping people 
understand their brands. Are you still working with other brands and helping people? Let's talk a little bit about that because I started the Vintage Contessa 10 years ago wow. this month. Wow, that's amazing. And you started the Impeccable Vine. You were, I was 40, over 40 when I did it. You're younger than me, but a lot of women don't feel like they're, they want to have a creative outlet. Their kids are getting older. They don't want to just play tennis, or if you want to play tennis, no offense to that. I, how I, I love playing tennis, but okay. that's my, my, my other COVID uh, silver lining is Good. now I'm playing tennis. And I heard pickleball's coming yes. the thing. Yes. Okay, so how would they even go about doing it? Well, so I think um, our biggest problem is the, our inner voice, the way we talk to ourselves. Um, so I really encourage anybody that's on the fence um, and feel that they're maybe outgrown that cycle or that circle of growth is to uh, Google successful women after the age of 40. You will be surprised. Like um, Oprah is I one of them. I love, um, no way. Oprah yeah. became Oprah after 40? Yes. <gasps> um, Girl, well, that's good stuff. That's like, a quote for the stories to know. Um, God, <laughs> And of course, I mean, I've read that thing so many times and you think I'd remember all these amazing people, but they're all household names. And you would think that, like Vera Wang is another one over 40. Um, just all these amazing people that started at 40, like, are you kidding me? I, I mean, it's- So my catalyst was Lalique. I went to the Museum of Fine Arts okay. and I heard that he didn't become a glassmaker until he was 40. Oh, wow. He was first renowned as a jeweler a bench jeweler he made jewelry and he made jewelry for a lot of the big names and then he expanded so i think wow, and that that's such a household name it I mean, is and you think of him as glass not jewelry no not at all i would never i didn't know he did jewelry so um so you get an idea you want to be a designer or you want to find a creative outlet like what is the process because you help women with this process. right and i think the most impactful thing that i i remember um going to mommy series um, and there was this uh -huh. amazing woman and i i can't believe i don't remember her name but she's so dynamic um she was in finance um mm -hmm. god what was her name and, and misty pace crawl is the one who yes who has the initiated mommy. this incredible yes. way to get women together right and help mommies feel connected exactly no it's, it's so much fun and we've enjoyed it and she is i think just had her tenure as well yes so um she this lady was talking and she, and it was right before my year anniversary and i was mm -hmm. like I, i'm god i'm looking for something to do with myself after this one year but i couldn't think of anything and so she looked at the audience and she said you know if three people have asked you to do the same thing, um, consider yourself good at it. And I was like, oh my God, that's so revealing. That's so revealing. Um, and so I just went from that and then just kind of, and then I also did like, what is my ideal day? Like, what does my ideal day look like? What would I do for free? What makes me want to get out of bed every morning um, that I don't even look at the, the dollar amount? Because money will come and, and, and go, but, um, if you don't have that passion, because for example, antiques, I thought I'd be here once, twice a month. I'm here that a week, but I, I love it. It's so much fun. Um, constantly looking for new things and hearing how people have integrated it in their home. So it's just this, just feels good. It's just so and wonderful. You put it out in the universe and it comes back to you, but yeah. you have to be open to it. So I agree with that. So the Vintage Contessa for me, 
is I married Rob. I was in the construction industry, and every time I went to Europe, I was buying pieces at a discount and right. buying my big accessory. I allowed myself to buy one bag a year, right? and then I grew to one bag a season. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't always have everything, and right. people look at... I'm 53 years old. I'm like, you've got, you know, there's time to right. grow into this. When Rob married me, he said I had ugly jewelry. I'm like, thanks Aww. a lot, Rob. But, um, so you, and then I married him. I'm going to all these shows with him. And when I'm there, I'm like going to vintage stores and I'm shopping right. at, looking for a Poochie uh, dress and or buying it or going, um, and then people said, well, will you buy for me? Right same thing exactly and then I was doing it on the side because it wasn't enough for me to quit right. my day job and That's I think a, a lot of people think you just open a business you go get a space mm -hmm. big mistake to have overhead you hire people no big mistake to hire people like literally it comes from you being willing to do every single right. thing in the process it's moonlighting and we're such a generation of moonlighting with yes. Instagram you know, and I've mentioned this many times, is that we all have the same real estate and Instagram. It's just what you do with it. And, and you've you've grown tremendously. Um, but the thing is, is that that opportunity has been gifted to us that was not there in a prior generation. I mean- It was our outlier moment for oh Malcolm Gladwell. I know, to completely. I love all of his books. But it's amazing what opportunity we have. We all, we have to do is be vulnerable and put ourselves out there. And I right? tell Bella, sometimes you just have to show up every time yes. and be the last man standing. Mm -hmm. We talked about this the other day. Consistent. She was in track and she was one of the worst kids in track. Bless your heart, you didn't you got mommy's sporting ability. But she kept going and showing up and she ran the heat and won one time. Wow. Only because the other kids weren't going, they got busy, they got distracted, and it was just such a life lesson for a young yes. person to say, if you like it enough to do it, just do it well right. and keep showing up. Well, the funny enough that you're talking about sports, um, I, I always joke with my, with my league is that tennis has so many... Um, life lessons uh -huh. like stay in your lane don't have too many balls in the air like yes. you know it was just really funny how it's all yes. like a metaphor of like you know uh there's protocol and love and all this stuff it's just i of course you know me i like overthink everything but i just thought it was so funny how um there's a lot to be learned in sports and i used to it very ignorantly i thought sports was more mindless yeah. But no, there's so much. And there's, there's so forecasting. Many there's, you know, thinking of head, thinking of your component, defensive, offensive. There's all these amazing um, things that you learn. Um, and so for my kids, I mean, I'm so glad that they're not like me. They're like my husband. They really are athletic, you know. So um, it's such a gift. So we um, went to the CU A&M game this weekend. Mm. We're a mixed family. Rob's a CU <laughs> guy. I'm an Aggie and we won in the fourth quarter barely. But um, I thought it was interesting. I started thinking, okay, I don't know these guys on the field, but because I went to school there in 1990, I'm rooting for them. Right. And that, but the power of community and the power yes. of rooting, like to, I mean, as Aggie fans, we're just a little crazy. I mean, we're like so, like it matters so much if you get the first down. And I was kind of dissecting that and I, in looking at, I found in writing my TED talk, I found this term, it's called Ikigai. 
Mm. And it's exactly your life. It's when you figure out what you love and you're passionate about and gets you out of bed in the morning. Mm. And you find a way to make money doing it. And you make the world a better place when you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You become in a state, you reach a state of flow so you can do it continually without the endurance having, is not even an issue, right? Yeah, no, because you're just doing it. Right. So for me, I realized that my gift, my burden, my positive, my negative is I love doing charity. But friends have given me um, napkins that say next time someone or quit volunteering or whatever. Right. And even Rob and the family's like, Danae, you can't give so much. But I wanted to make the world a better place. So I was able to do that with this podcast. So you can't look at the monetary value of what you get back from everything, but the connections it's made for me. And then loving to socialize and loving other fashion girls, that's what changed our numbers during COVID. Is I said, how can I reach out to other fashion girls, Mm -hmm. do giveaways, reach out, make the community better, talk about some charity things in the process, what's meaningful to them in podcast and do it. And again, it evolves. So I just really encourage people that you're not gonna see the benefit of all the steps. Sometimes for a long time. It's gonna, I mean, there were days when our accountant, Alma, she was like, how much more are you gonna spend on charity today? Mm -hmm. You can't keep working with these influencers. You don't need to keep going to all these events. But I loved it and it mattered to me. Well, and and you might gain energy and momentum from it as well. You know, you like to connect with other people. But nothing in life is free. I mean, you, and so many people think, oh, well, that looks like that was so easy for you. Well, no, it's not. Nothing is easy. Nothing worthwhile is easy. Um, but I think that also goes back to the joy and look at, for example, looking at a tennis player, like a real tennis player, Uh um, is a professional tennis player. They make it look so easy because they're so good at it. It's so fluid. It's so natural and they're in their element and so committed. Yes. I mean, think of all the hours and they, they live and breathe tennis. Nothing is free again. Um, and that's what I tell my daughter about tennis. She's like, I want to be better. I'm like, well, you've got to put in the time. Yes. You know, um, we can give you the coaches, we can give you all of those ingredients, but it comes with from you. Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours. Yes. And so that's the thing. You had 10,000 hours of, I'm an overthinker too, 10,000 hours of shopping. shopping I, I know. know. People would be like, what's your sport? I'm like, I'm a scratch shopper. Yes. I mean, my dad was a scratch golfer, so my mom and grandmother and I, we were scratch shoppers. Oh my God. But we didn't have a lot of money, so a lot of times it was literally scouring for discounts. We went junk teaking. We could never go to the place like this curated. We could go look for inspiration, but we were literally scouring through places with dust all over it. But I, I think bud, budgets are so, it's inspiring. Otherwise we wouldn't have that need to be so creative. Yes. Right? You know, I so said, if you could have everything no, and it's... like women that go by and I am wearing all Hunter Bell today, but I just feel like if a women go, to Prada and just say, I'll take the whole new season, that there's not a lot of, like, I'm so much more intrigued by people who 
are mixing and creating yes, and, and layering. And yes, absolutely. And doing all well, of that. Well, because that's their story and it it's just becomes them. And I mean, how many times have we looked at a dress and go, oh, that's so, so, so-and-so. Yes. Um, it's like, it becomes your signature. It becomes your style. Yes. Um, and I love that because it, it says so much about you. It could say that you're, you're artsy. It could say you're traveled. Um, it just kind of emulates your personality on so many levels, right? So do you have a fashion icon these days? Is there a celebrity or is there a I, designer that you particularly admire? Um, I, I mean, I've loved Hunter Bell's things lately. Mm -hmm. I think if there was any dresses that I bought during COVID, I think I bought all Hunter Bell dresses. Mm -hmm. um, I, and again, I love that she's always pulling from the past, a lot of vintage inspiration, or at least that's the way it seems. Um, I don't know. I think I am so old school, um, mm -hmm. is that I really, all the people that I aspire to are probably not even alive. That sounds so like, a, I think that's okay. You know, like um, Audrey and yes, and, and Grace, like Grace Kelly and, and all of yes. them. I just think that they looked so timeless, um, and like they didn't try hard. And my, you know, my just, favorite artist is Slim Aarons. He was yes, a photographer. I, I remember. know you love him. Yeah. And he was in the 60s and 70s, and he was able to travel with socialites and be in their world and photograph it. And I'm always kind of looking to what they're wearing, and you could be in a Slim Aarons picture. Uh -huh. I feel like this um, Hunter Bell could be in a Slim Aarons right. picture. Like, I, I, I try, I like to be modern, but I also like to give a nod right to the past and i think that that's where um i think now we can be more casual i remember one of my questions from a joy sewing was um what would you never wear and i guess for me as i say i don't wear workout attire as day wear yes and i feel like that's where you are too oh, i no. don't normally well it's not see. very flattering on me anyways yeah. um yoga pants no. do not have a place no <laughs> It's the best oh way for me to stop eating, I tell you. <laughs> okay, so, so back to school, are you, um, tell me about kids, like, do you have mommy advice? Or are you, uh, well, are there realms that you're in now that you're feeling that your friends are talking about? So I always think about Martha Stewart and her daughter. Like, uh -huh. so Martha Stewart was this, um, you know, we all know who Martha Stewart is. and. And I always remember reading that her daughter didn't want a wedding. So I just thought... Oh, was that rebellion I, against her mother? I know. Mother? So or what? And so I... <laughs> so my sweet daughter and I, um, I adore her. And um, I, I can be very controlling. Or, or let me say, I used to be. Again, yes. pre... Hard. Yes. No, no, this was before. So after my heart attack, uh -huh. I did learn that you control nothing but your own reaction. That's it. And period. COVID's taught the rest of us that. Yes. So that's all you can control. Yep. So instead of, I always wear dresses. And so I was always trying to put my daughter in dresses. And so she doesn't like that. And so what I had to realize is that she is her own person and to let her pick what is right for her. And of course, I'm there to guide her and, and realign her if if something is not um, in, in her best interest. But I've allowed her that. to be who she is. Um, and I think that's been a hard lesson for me because, you know, um, my grandmother, she's can. I was raised by my grandmother, so she's mm -hmm. a little bit more controlling and kept 
realigning me. So um, I've given I love her all these words. I keep giving her a little bit more liberty than I was given. So um, we'll see how it works out. <laughs> I might change my mind because she's only 12. So well, yeah, the skirts are getting shorter and the cutouts are getting more prevalent. Yes. And um, I'm just, uh, it's homecoming season coming up and I'm like, that looks like something you'd wear to the club as a 21 year old. Oh <laughs> like it's, Lacra. it's, yeah, it's an interesting journey. But again, you're trying to respect their part of the journey yes. and allow them to be authentically themselves. And um, so, but with dignity and respect. Yes, so, yes, because I feel like, um, I mean, there's still our kids to raise and it is such a hard balance. And I'm really working on that. Like what, when you let them do it, and for me, it comes down to health and safety. Mm -hmm. It's that's when I intervene, and otherwise, I have to let it happen. Right. So, and I not do feel that I I do voice my opinion, but I I always end it with I know you know what the right thing is to yes, do. Yes, empower and their so, choices. Yes, yeah, so that gives them the lip the the freedom. But she heard what I had to say. Yeah, and they she'll always make me proud. She'll always go with the right decision. And knock on wood. Yes, um, <laughs> Brene Brown. We I have the parent manifesto on mm -hmm. our oh yes on our refrigerator, and Bella's like, ah, Brene Brown again. Right. And there's something about that. No matter what you do, I'll always love you, mm -hmm. and you'll always have a place here. And even if I don't like your choice, I'll always be there for right. you. This is your safe place. Yes. So I think that's a big part of it. Cannot believe it's already been 45 minutes. Wow, we could talk for hours. We could. So, um, tell us where we can find you um but let's start with an interesting place that's the whole topic of what we're talking about fashion and interiors you're in the window at tootsies <laughs> well, uh, well um i don't know i haven't been there yet but i know that they borrowed some items so thank uh -huh. you tootsies um can't wait to go see their windows they always have such elaborate um, beautiful curated windows um, they've done our windows here at mai as well so I'll be driving by there today, so. Um, okay, good, we can yes. catch it on your story. Yes, you You'll can catch it. You'll be posting it. I will. At um, The Impeccable Find. So I, I, have, I have two Instagram accounts now. So I have The Impeccable Find, which is still curated fashion, um, more of that, my original. Then I have Shop The Impeccable Find, which is more of the antiques and showing my premise here on MAI. So um, it's been fun. So, Connect with me on both pl platforms, and um, that's it, right? And we'll be showing on our stories. Go to Instagram, The Vintage Contessa. These, um, we're going to take some of our bags and position them with these interesting pieces here. But it's, um, I definitely am going to spend more money than we're going to make. So I know Rob <laughs> doesn't listen to my podcast, so oh, we're don't safe. tell Rob. And same <laughs> with my husband, because I'm sure I'll be shopping here too. So. Exactly. Well, guys, please continue living the authentic life. I know that I'm inspired to keep going and choosing joy. Yeah. And um, we'll be connecting next week with you guys um, in the store at the Vintage Contessa. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Mm -hmm.